Hello everyone and welcome to Shoulder of Orion, the Blade Runner podcast. We're coming to you quickly just with some news uh, about uh, a new show coming up in t- for 2021 called Blade Runner Black Lotus being released by, well, through Adult Swim, uh, produced by Crunchyroll and Toonami, also produced by Alkin. And some news, some news and imagery dropped late last night, about 10 p.m. Pacific, so that would be like central time, it would be like 12 a.m. or whatever, and they released two of the stills of... Black Lotus, and there's some characters in the stills, they're very atmospheric, they're very Blade Runner-y, um, and we're here to talk about that just for a minute. I saw that unro- unfold last night because I was waiting on, on all of it, and we actually were the first outlet to share all of those images, and people seem to be sort of excited, sort of hesitant, as we were with Blade Runner 2049, um, and there's some interviews that were released with the imagery. There's a 12-minute interview with two of the animators and producers, Japanese men. It looks like it's in Japan. It looks very. They look like they're in a baseline test room. It's very cold they and warm. Look like they're in it's, a basement somewhere. And they're yeah, like it's very boring. It's a very boring interview because <laughs> I'm sure that those guys are just used to working and they're not used to giving interviews. But it's a very high-profile IP. And a lot of people are interested in it. And, uh, yeah, so we we shared that last night, and we thought we'd just talk about it just for a minute and uh, see what everybody's thinking. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, I just watched it five minutes ago, just before we talked. So, um, yeah, initial reaction is, I guess I didn't realize it was going to be CGI-based, which they talk about in that interview, as opposed to hand-drawn. And they talk about their decision. It wasn't super... They didn't go into depth on why they made that decision, but they did say, you know, we were looking at Blackout 2020 and how that was, you know, for the most part hand-drawn, but we decided to go in a different direction and do it uh, with computer animation. Um, The initial feeling I have, to be honest, is especially the second image that's a sort of landscape profile of probably a Blade Runner and some other character, one of them's pointed gun. Uh, Very video game-like, kind of reminded me of... um, I don't know if, yeah, they remade Final Fantasy VII and that has video in it, but didn't they also do a show or a film on Final Fantasy VII, Patrick? Am I tripping? There's a Final Fantasy movie scored by none other than Elliot fucking Goldenthal. Right. Um, But the movie's not good, but oh my God, Elliot Goldenthal scored it. Right. But the visuals of that second image kind of reminded me of Final Fantasy VII. It definitely had some kind of, for me, some video game feel to it. Um, Whereas the first one is a character looking up at, you know, pretty much the classic 1982 design uh, Blade Runner blimp. Um, And that was a little more traditional, but uh, yeah, I I kind of, kind of neutral on it. I didn't have super positive or super negative feelings about it. It just kind of reminded me of that world a little bit. Patrick, what'd you think? I'm thinking there's so much more going on here than we know about because holy shit, like we've been waiting so long for anything about this, like for so long. And even just last night, because on the East Coast, it was so late. I fell, fell asleep waiting for this thing. And I just kind of gave up on it and went to bed. Like that is just so indicative of this whole process. If it's like, you know, this, we found out like almost two years ago that this was happening. We're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Then it just like, absolutely nothing, right? And then now we get this, what, what, what was trumpeted as this big kind of announcement, like, you know, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be at least a clip played. I'm assuming that it's going to have some sort of like, you know, like interviews with more than just like two of the people that were working on the production. I thought this was like, I mean, it was like a tentpole thing for this Adult Swim Con. Um, and we got like 
two stills, one of which looks like it was just drawn over a like an outtake from Blade Runner with the blimp in it, and then this other one that you can't see anything. Although I kind of like the I kind of like the side scrolling thing. It's kind of cool. Um, and then just this like very like nothing about the story that we didn't know. I don't think I mean you know we know it has a female protagonist. We know it's twenty thirty two post blackout. Um, but we didn't got we got like nothing new on that. We got nothing new on, um, you know, I guess now we know it's primarily CG, but with anime, as, as anybody who watches anime can tell you, like much of it is drawn in CG now. It just looks sort of hand-drawn, but it's not. It's, it's actually rendered, you know. Um, I was surprised actually to learn that Blackout was hand-drawn. I, I'd assume that was also just done in, a, in a CG. That being said, though, like I think it looks cool. I think um, it's very exciting to think we're going to get 13 new 30-minute Blade Runner installments. I think that's super cool. Um, I'm a little worried because it sounds similar to the comic book. There was news about that too, which we you know can cover at some point. Um, but you know, it, it looks like it is very sort of on brand. It looks like it's exactly what we would kind of expect. And uh, and I don't think that's necessarily a great thing. But I am keeping my mind. I've open. been saying that since day one. Yeah, where it looks too familiar. One of the why 2049 is so brilliant is because a lot of it isn't familiar yet. It feels right. That's a hard thing to, that's a hard, I mean, it, but also Black Lotus takes place in 2032, right after the blackout. So it's going to look a little bit different. Um, it, the blimp looks familiar, but yeah, I mean, I don't think that those stills are like, oh my God. They, it's funny that the blimp looks like the image that was drawn for us for Gethsemane. Yeah. Yeah. It's so just like, like a very classic yeah. kind of Blade Runner thing, which is, and it's beautiful, but it, it's yeah. like the blimp, but with a different light on the front of it, because it's was, like in the future, you know? I was definitely thinking about Gethsemane for sure. Yeah. Oh, me too, yeah. yeah. And it follows replicants. It's not really about a Blade Runner. I think, obviously, Blade Runners are in it, but it, it's it's going to follow a series of replicants, and it's going to feature characters that we know, and I think um, Edward James Almost is in this. He uses his voice. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay, um, he cool. talked about it himself in another interview that he had been approached. Oh, shit. It. Okay, now I'm getting excited. Okay. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a hard thing for them to do because it's different when you you have the studio who's farmed this out. So I don't know who's responsible. Is uh, is is Michael Green, did he work on the story for this? I don't even know. I don't think so. No. But but um, but Andrew Kosov and, um, and his partner from Alcon are directly behind it. So there's continuity yeah. there at least, right? Yeah. Yeah. Roger Johnson. That's true. Yeah. I, I, I'm nervous about it for, as well. Like, I think it's just, it just has to be right, and there's a lot that can go wrong in 13 episodes. Um, and I think it's good that we're this hesitant about it, and I think it's good that we're, scru- we're scrutinizing it. I, I think I, I tend to not... Sometimes images are released to the public, and, like, when those Dune images were released, friends of ours, mutual friends, tore it up. I don't believe in that. Yeah. I think it's bullshit. Um, I think you you don't like oh people just screaming about gloves or whatever. Like oh I don't like this. Like like these images that we saw from they're essentially one still one frame of you know six hours of story or, or more six and a half hours of story. So who knows what they're who knows what it's going to be like. But that's what I'm saying is so so weird is that like this is such a long series. It's yes. been in some form of development for such a long time and we and have just do. two frames of it at this yeah. point. Yeah. And they show no, they show nothing. Like they yeah. show they, they they don't even show imagine so so I'm going to be even a little more skeptical is that they don't show any uniqueness or anything special at all. Like they they look like they are just what you know fan fiction would look like from Blade Runner, right? Yeah. So with a comic book which of course starts 
kind of like we expect and goes and deviates quickly out thereafter. It makes more sense for it to at least look similar because it's the same year as the original film in the same place, right? This is this is after there's been like a micro apocalypse, right? This is like the world of 2032 in the universe of Blade Runner is not the world of 2019. Um, and like in the art that we've been shown from it, there's nothing at all to indicate that other than the blimp having a different light scheme, like, because like, it's futuristic. I mean, like, the world should be fucking ravaged by this blackout situation. This is a huge deal. That being said, like, this is all supposition. Like, we, we, we are not being shown anything of, of merit. So, like, it's, it's ridiculous to even be kind of afraid of it. But I, I, I personally am just feeling like, can we get, like, some more indication that this is actually happening and that this isn't just some, like, long game that is never going to go anywhere? Because it seems like such an easy sell, doesn't it? I mean, everybody was excited when this was announced. The short was very well received. You know, the one that was that came out in the lead up to 2049, Blackout, right? Um, like, this is something that I had, like, a ready-built audience. I mean, anime is full of Blade Runner references, Ghost in the Shell being one of them, which, of course, you know, is being co-directed by a guy who was working on that series. Like, this is, um, like, it has everything going for it. And I, and I don't know why we don't, have anything else to go on but i'm really hoping i'm like totally wrong and i probably am completely wrong this is probably going to be great but I'm, I'm feeling more skeptical than i kind of wanted to feel right now and i don't like that yeah i'm not skeptical well i i do think that like why aren't you guys showing more and i also think that they showed two very safe images there's no one in focus it's just the world of blade runner it's very safe they wanted to show up images that made people feel comfortable um and i i yeah i don't know if that was the right move but it's hard you know who knows it could blow our minds and i know with the interview with the the two gentlemen who are working on the show in japan they said that they're under enormous pressure to get it right and that they're dancing between both worlds between 2019 and 2049 this film is a little bit closer well no it's about equally distance between both um, we don't know where K is. If K's up and running at this point, he could be. He could be in it. I don't know. Um, we'll see. It'd be cool if Stellina's in this. Yeah. For neat sure. neat. So it'd be I hope, it's, to... I hope it's like that. I, I, I'm just sorry. I just hope that like, not this isn't just sort of like slavishly adhering to 2019 characters, but that it's also giving us a foretaste of things that go on to happen in 2049. That's, I just want to throw. One thing I will say is I hope the people making this have read the 2019 comic because granted while 2019 is a little easier in terms of uh, like expanding the world because it's in the same exact year as the original film. So certainly your LA is going to look very similar. Um, I love the way they interweaved uh, new and unknown characters with sort of some background characters that were familiar and Tyrell exists and et cetera. Um, so yeah, I hope they can take a note from that in terms of the writing because I think the comic has been really successful so far. So, And really it's about the writing at the end of the day. We know that they're probably going to get the world right. We know it's going to look familiar. It's going to look good. Um, but is is the writing good? Is Are the characters good? Are they believable? What's the dialogue like? Like That's the litmus test. Because if the dialogue sucks and it's just repeating phrases that, like I almost am prepared for that. For them, for us to hear these repeats of, of phrases, because that's what happens with these shows. They just, oh yeah, too bad she won't live. You know, four people are going to say <laughs> but that. But then again, I do. I, know. Some, <laughs> I want more variation. life, mother. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but well, it'd be interesting to see or to hear <laughs> what you guys who are listening think. What do you think about the stills? What are your expectations on the show? Thanks everyone for listening. 
Um, tell us what you think about uh, what you're seeing from Black Lotus, and which is releasing in 2021, by the way. And we'll talk to you soon. See you guys. Bye. If you would like to find out more about Shoulder of Orion, the Blade Runner podcast, please go to www.bladerunnerpodcast.com. If you would like to support the show via Patreon, please go to www.bladerunnerpodcast.com forward slash support. Thank you.